Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. This is Rachel with Akaville Radio, and we're sitting down with Restless Vocal Band. How are you guys doing? Very good. Yeah. Glad to be here. <laughs> well, welcome to Ben from Seattle. Uh, how is the weather treating you? How are you guys enjoying the... Yeah, it's a little bit uh, colder than we expected, and definitely a chill in the air, but it's, it's really beautiful out in Ben. We really love coming down here. Awesome. And have you been to the Ben Festival before? Yeah. yeah, we were here last year. Awesome. So what are you guys hoping to experience at the festival this year? Well, I'll, I'll speak first and just say that <laughs> uh, the best experience for me and what I've been looking forward to for the last six months is getting to work with Deke Sharon. Yeah. And it's it's a really exciting opportunity. He is an incredible contributor to the acapella community as well as just an incredible personality. Yeah. You guys have been voted the second best local band in Seattle for two years in a row. Is that a is that is that a sore <laughs> yeah. point? And, and is, thanks for rubbing that in. Is it on the on the on the bucket list to be number one? Is how is you? Definitely, I think you know it, it's a goal to shoot for. It's yeah. and you know Deke was saying today that acapella has really become a household word. Absolutely, it really has. And sure, I, but I think it's going to be a while before an acapella band is going to be the you know number one favorite Seattle band. Really? Uh, hopefully, well, so, not too long. Yeah. So, I mean, what can you guys do to help make that happen? What do you think? We probably need to do more public shows. We do a lot of private and corporate gotcha. stuff, uh-huh. um, but we don't do a ton of public gigs. Like maybe for a month or two in the summer, we do all the festivals and fairs. But other than that, it's weddings and corporate events. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of the fundraisers that we donate our time to. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to be in a group post-college? And Because a lot of people have an opportunity to participate in acapella in high school and in college, um, but post-college is a different a different animal altogether, I would imagine. Yeah, one of the things that really stuck out to me last year about the Band Acapella Festival, when Naturally 7 was headlining the, the concert that was outside, outside of the competition, yeah. one of the things that one of the members of Naturally 7 said was, when you get to a certain point in your life, you really just have to want to do music. Yeah. If you if you can't live without it, then don't do it. Yeah. Because it's 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 work, it's effort, it's emotional. And so I think for us post college, this is just something that we all want to do. It is a passion of ours and it is something that if we didn't have it, our lives would be less. Yeah. Yeah. Um so speaking to that, what does that mean for you in the song choices that you decide to add to your rep? <laughs> I'm going to let the song one of the arrangers speak on that one. <laughs> Just going back for one of the other questions, I think the way I choose songs is um, trying to mix uh, like classic songs, mm-hmm. songs that will stay around for a long time, so you keep doing them, yeah. along with newer songs to engage like the youth, because yeah. that's the way we're going to grow acapella really, is just to keep the youth involved and have them get into it years and years after. So that's what's cool about these kind of competitions, mm-hmm. is that as people get around, they actually see people like them doing the same thing, you know, and from all over, really. So then in terms of the groups that are here this weekend, any in particular that you've had a chance to meet that you're looking forward to meeting? We haven't had a lot of time to spend with the groups yet. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to just go watch some of the coaching sessions and Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, I don't know if there's anybody specific. We really like getting to see all the high school groups. Uh, We like working with high schools um in fact we have a couple of music educators as well but um as a group we've had a blast going and working with high school choirs yeah Um, so it's fun for us to see them in action what what do you guys get out of that what why contribute your time that way 
even though Eric and I both are music educators, we still are all educators. And we, in my, I always tell all my students, like, music changed my life. Yeah. You know, and so and it kept me focused on something. And it gives me a goal. And so when you get to go into a high school and you get to see these kids who just, they're so into it, they think it's the coolest thing ever. And it's something that you can really actually change a life with. Maybe if we aren't directly involved with that, but if it gives them something to focus on, gives them something to um, get them out of maybe trouble, gets them to experience a new emotion. Sure. It's a little bit of therapy. I mean, that's even going back to, you know, why would we continue to do it after college? Yeah. I mean, it is emotional. It's therapy for us. Like, these are my best friends. Right. And we could hang out together. And and so if you can show that to a high school kid or a middle school kid, like, hey, these are the people you can hang out with for the rest of your life. And they're going to be your strongest support system, whether it's a good day or really bad day. They're going to be there for you. Yeah, so. that's wonderful. Do you get a lot of positive feedback from the kids that you get a chance to interact with? I mean, I'm guessing the answer is yes, but, you know, I want yes, to hear just your take on that. Definitely a lot of positive feedback. It's it's thrilling to see even just the expressions on their faces. And mm-hmm. you can tell that when they come up to you, what they want to do is ask you questions, but they're not sure if they can. Like, should I ask them questions or should right. I just set, tell them thank you? And we love that interaction. Ask questions, learn. I mean, that's what this is all about. I mean, as far as the, the education aspect, but also just the community learning aspect of what is acapella and what does it mean to us and to them. And yeah, it's thrilling. It's exciting. Awesome. If you had, I don't know, one or two words that you would use to describe the feeling of your group, like how would you define your group? Is it G-rated? <laughs> <laughs> um, fun. Uh, ridiculously fun. Awesome. Yeah. Our main aspect is entertainment. Yeah. And it, it, we we have a ridiculous amount of fun, and we hope everybody in the audience has a ridiculous amount of fun. Yeah, that, that translates, right? Yeah. If you guys are having a good time, everybody is having a good time. Yep. Awesome. So um, in terms of of what's coming up, what what is next down the pipeline for you guys? We have a bunch of people going on trips around the world, Ooh, so uh, the next couple months is going to be spotty. We're going to try and get some recording done nice. um, and maybe a video, uh, but as far as like moving forward long term, I don't know that we've set any specific goals. We just keep having a lot of fun making yeah. music and, and uh, seeing where it takes us. So. Sure. Well, you mentioned recording, so what is, what, why now? What, what about now is, makes it a good time to record? Well, um, we've been doing a lot of the same songs for a while. Yeah. So just keeping it fresh for everybody. You know, after you do a certain amount of concerts every year for people, you know, they they tend to know the songs and then maybe start to know your movements. And then it's like, well, you can come <laughs> up and take creepy? my spot, you know? So <laughs> we just want to we want to keep it fresh. You know, music, pop music especially, turns over sure. really quick. So we want to get some new stuff in the set. Um and yeah, we don't have a lot of recordings really, so we want to put out uh, a decent uh, CD or MP3. As I don't know what the children are, <laughs> eight tracks, whatever. Record. A record. So as you go about the process of choosing what songs are going to be that you want to record, how how do you pick? I mean, I imagine you have a pretty deep rep. <laughs> you know, you have a lot of songs to choose from. I mean, we are capable of doing a two-hour set. So, I mean, we, we can do 30, 40 songs. That's great. Yeah. But as Sean was saying, what we really want to focus on is, is keeping it fresh so that we can capture the use, so that we can capture the attention of those who are just getting to know acapella music. Right. And so I think what we're choosing to record is what's going to highlight our strengths, but also what is going to capture a younger crowd as well as keep the 
you know, more veteran acapella community interested. Yeah. Are there any songs that are out now that you're kind of chomping at the bit to do? Hmm. Several. Oh, yeah. Share. Um, I have an arrangement coming after Bend of uh, Sam Smith's Too Good at Goodbyes oh, nice. uh, mashed up with Adele's Hello. Oh. So that'll be fun. Um, I, I tend to mash things up. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, I do. There's one I'm working on, No Diggity yeah. by Blackstreet. Sure. Mixed with Billie Jean. Oh. Yeah. No. Mixed mix with right. mixed with <laughs> madness by Muse. Oh, cool! So it'll have three cool solos going on in between there. It's just I don't really know what I'm thinking at the point. But I guess, <laughs> you know, just mash everything up into a sandwich, I That's guess. Right. Yeah. You know? uh, Sean had talked about recently too, which I think would be really fun. Is the uh, the new? It's a song by Ed Sheeran called "Perfect," but it's a duet of Ed Sheeran and Beyonce. Oh, and I th- yeah. it's something that we haven't really done in our group very much is a duet between the female and male vocalist. In one of our best songs, we have a, a you know two-line verse where there's a duet, but a whole song of which I think would be really exciting. Nice. So when you hear a song, what makes it a restless vocal band song? How do you know that it's that it's the right fit, that it's the right theme? That is a difficult question. <laughs> I think that the two two biggest indicators for a restless vocal band song is Fun, one. Two, it's got to have one of our strengths being highlighted for the greatest majority of the song. And whether that is a a screaming diva or an incredible performer and vocalist or, you know, just an incredible arrangement that shows a a beautiful love song, like, Mm. it's got to highlight one of our strengths for the majority of the song. Awesome. So over the past year, what would you say your most favorite experience has been? Ooh. Or six months, or I can try and narrow the time frame for you. <laughs> I had a lot of fun at the brain injury gala, yeah? just because it was uh, we we donated some time to the brain injury lines of Washington, uh, and we got a last minute. Uh, who who canceled was it? Ben Vereen. Ben oh. Vereen had to cancel. Huh. Um, and so we were asked to sing a song, and it was just a really fun stage to be on because we're typically on more of a single line you know not in the middle of the room this was very much a middle of the room so we got to spread out and really face the audience but it was also a cause that's close to me uh, mm-hmm. as we have in, in our family my father-in-law is a stroke survivor and so right. um you know seeing him out there enjoying it while we're doing all this and and really it was just an awesome sound system too which yeah. is great so um which you know every acapella group knows you you live or die by those sometimes so um <laughs> That was my personal favorite, but I know that was more for because I'm involved with that. Sure. Someone else? So going right along the different charities that we support, uh, my mother's a breast cancer survivor, and so we are heavily involved in the uh, Susan G. Komen Foundation, and we're frequently involved in it. But the past, this will be our third year in a row coming up now that we have been asked to be part of, be the house band for a race for the cure. So singing singing for two, two and a half hours for a bunch of survivors is it's just a real high, yeah. and to see them feed off of us, it you know, it brings us to tears to be able to sing for them Aww. and their strength, and especially for me having a mom who's you know, now eight years a survivor, it really touches my heart every time we can do this, oh, so yeah. it's it's really special to me and to us to be able to sing for those ladies. Nice. So our third one, uh, we did a high school, I guess it was 
I remember when it was like, towards the end of last school year, we got to go to Hermiston High School, and it was so fun. There, a school that has an acapella group. Herm- it was because of this. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, she's all over. Yeah, and it was just fun. It was one of those. Uh, it was like one of those rock star moments. It was actually the first time my parents got to hear us sing. Aww. So I think it was like, and it was a great setting for them. It was this show for us. We got to work with the kids. Like we got to have them. They were really talented. We had them take over like one of my solos and the guys sang for them. They learned one of our, two of our songs, basically. Cool. It was super fun. And like one of those moments, I think that will always like live in my brain as a restless moment, like watching them rush the stage at the end of the show. Aww. I used to feel kind of like a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> Asking for autographs and I had never even like thought about how to sign an autograph in my life. So Well in that vein, do you think that touring or going around to other places is something that the group might want to do? Yes. <laughs> I mean does <laughs> does life allow for that kind of thing? Um that's the tricky thing. We we all do except for Jordan, do things other than music for a career. Eric, Eric's a teacher. Yeah. You know, uh, Sam is a nautical engineer. Oh. You know, and awesome. Brian just makes dollars. What do you do, Brian? I work in the mobile apps industry as a project yeah. manager. Awesome. And product manager. So, yeah. <laughs> touring, yes, would love to. And yeah. if we had the opportunity to work with um, high schools or music festivals or yeah. anything of that sort, and it was planned, you know, Nine to nine months to a year in advance, right. we could probably all make it work. But usually, what happens is, I'm sure with the house jacks, they they're like, "Well, give us three months, and yeah, we're good." We would need more than three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in terms of, I mean, speaking to that that lives thing <laughs> that people happen to have, like, how do you fit this in? I mean, I know it's a joy, and I know it's it's a labor of love, but I mean, there's lots of things that you can be spending your time on, and so how difficult is it to to squeeze this in? Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think squeezing it in is uh, the right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wrong. totally get what, you, what yeah. you're saying. I think we intentionally make a rhythm and a space in our lives yeah. for our passion. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I always say is you're always going to do what you want to do. Yeah. So whether it's direct, directly or indirectly, right? You know, so if I want music and, and restless to be a part of my life, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. And you can see, and, and we've, we've had struggles in the past where there's been, uh, limiting factors that have made that desire or that want wane. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, if what you want, you're going to make it happen. So one of the things I actually really like that uh, one of the House Jacks members said is that there's a difference between practice and rehearsal. Mm. Practice is something that you do on your own that you bring to rehearsal with uh, the ensemble. Yeah. And so that was really good. And I think that's that's the part of the squeezing that happens, I think, is where you're having to make sure that you're prepared, you've done your practice, mm. and you're ready for rehearsal. Well, oh, yeah. Please. I was just going to chime in and say that that has it has been a challenge for us at times, and it's why we've we're on third base in a year, <laughs> um, <laughs> two hard. years, yeah. Um, because we do get busy occasionally, and we do start traveling. Maybe not a time, but it'll be a weekend away or here and there, and it it gets difficult for families to handle, or some people just maybe aren't quite as into it yeah. as the rest. So they want something else more. Yeah. yeah. No, that I mean, that's fair, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys with all the things that you have going on and all the, the busy lives that you have taking some time out for us. Thank you so much to the so Restless Vocal Band. Um, thank you from Ockerville Radio. So happy to be here. Thank you for having us. 
Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio, with special shout-out to Sam Baker for audio assistance. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video, only at acaville.org.